Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Now on to some shout-outs. Wallace and Naomi both had birthdays recently. Wallace, I hope you got a super sweet flaming sword and a health potion and a spell book and a jar of pickles and a pet ninja lobster and a big bucket of goofballs. And Naomi, I hope you got a magic candle that can get as bright as the sun and a little hedgehog named Ping Pong that can grow into a hedgehog dragon and a speed cloak that makes you go super fast and a big bucket of goofballs. If you two were characters in a story, you would be pocket dragon ranchers who raise an entire farm of little pocket dragons. Thanks for listening, Wallace and Naomi. Today's episode is titled Space Shipwreck Part 2. Ben and Emmeline knew all the stories of the robot uprising of Ark-19. Everyone did. Somehow, the robots working there, the mining bots and the security bots and the repair bots, everything, became infected with malicious code that turned them against all humans. They basically became super evil. All the humans on the planet had to board emergency shuttles to escape. To this day, no one knows how it happened. All they know is that the planet is full of evil robots with laser blasters who attack any visitors. It's because of this that Ben and Emmeline are super cautious as they walk up to the complex of big buildings. They walk slowly, constantly looking all around, holding their hands out in front of them ready for anything. Roscoe and Barnaby just trotted along nearby, sniffing everything. There wasn't much on Ark-19. No native animals or plants. All around them was quiet except for a gentle breeze. The building they approached wasn't one building at all. It was a collection of huge buildings meant to house equipment and vehicles for mining deep within the planet. And the buildings were all connected by long hallways. By the time they reached the edge of the building, they were practically tiptoeing in the red dirt of Ark-19. Do you see anything in there? asked Ben as they looked inside the huge open bay doors of the building. The open doorway was so big that they could have flown their ship right inside. And they could see older, bigger units still hanging in the building, abandoned years ago by the former human leaders of this mining colony. I don't see any robots, said Emmeline. Let's just go slow. 
It was so quiet they could hear the dirt crunch beneath their boots. They entered the giant building and scanned the area. All along the walls were benches and storage units for tools and spare parts. In the middle of the room were machines and vehicles that needed repairing. There were doors on each wall that emptied out into hallways leading to other parts of the mining facility. This building was just one of hundreds clustered together to cater to the thousands of robots and human workers who were supposed to mine ore from the planet. Once the robots were all turned evil, though, they stopped repairing the equipment, and a thick layer of dust covered everything in this room. What do we need again? asked Ben. Thruster coils, fuel cells, and a new mapping module, said Emmeline. We need at least those three things to get back home. All right, they, they, they probably keep all the fuel cells in a refueling depot or something, said Ben. And I don't know about a mapping module, but this looks like the kind of place where we can find some thruster coils, so let's start looking around. They slowly walked along each repair table and storage cabinet, looking for the right size thruster coils. It was still completely quiet. Their footsteps and the dogs sniffing were the only sounds. Ben and Emmeline were convinced that there were no evil robots in this big building, and they got a little more comfortable and began making a bit more noise, moving things around and dumping out boxes looking for the coils. Ben passed a large open door and decided to close it so he wouldn't have to worry about being seen from down that hallway. He swung the door closed to reveal a robot standing right there behind the door. The robot's eyes shined blue, and it spoke in a halting robot voice. You are humans? Ben was afraid that running away outside would alert more robots, so he grabbed a huge wrench laying on the ground and began clubbing the robot with it. The robot put up its arms in defense, and the blows deflected off the old gray metal with a clang. The dogs ran to Ben and began barking at the robot. Emmeline grabbed a wrench and ran over, ready to assist in the clubbing of this evil robot, but she noticed something as she ran over. The robot was defenseless. It had no mounted arm lasers and was holding no weapons. Its stuttering robot voice just repeated, No fighting, no fighting, no fighting, over and over. Ben, Ben, wait! Emmeline shouted as she approached. She grabbed Ben's wrench and held it. The robot went still. The dog stopped barking. I don't think it wants to hurt us, said Emmeline. I thought all the robots on Arc 19 were out of control, said Ben. Yeah, me too, but look at him, said Emmeline. The robot froze with his damaged metal robot arms still held in front of his face. The two kids leaned around and looked him over some more and discovered what appeared to be an old laser wound on his chest plate. I am no fighting, said the robot. I am no fighting. I am Randy for repairing only. I am only repairing. I am not for fighting. Well, why aren't you fighting? Don't all the other robots here attack humans? Asked Ben, still holding his wrench just in case. Yes, all other robots are bad, bad, bad. They shoot Randy. They shoot me for not being bad. Randy said, tapping the blackened, charred laser damage on his chest. Well, why aren't you bad too? asked Ben. I am the oldest robot on Arc 19. My processors are not big enough to run malicious code, said Randy. Only nice new robots get infected with evil code. 
Ben and Emmeline now noticed just how old Randy really was. Even on their planet, no one owned a robot this old. It would have been disassembled and melted down years ago. Oh my gosh, are you a farm bot? asked Ben, noticing the robot markings. Look, Emmeline, it's one of those old robots made to fix tractors and stuff on farms. That is correct, said Randy. I am FarmBot, model 1900. Randy, the repair bot. I was brought to Arc 19 to repair old terraforming equipment. I am for repairing, not for fighting. Well, what were you doing in here? asked Ben. Why were you just hanging out behind that door? I was hiding. Bots come all around, and evil bots shoot at me with laser blasters. They know I am not one of them, said Randy. Ben leaned over to look out the small window on the door he just closed. The evil bots come around here? How often do they come down to this building? How, how long have you been hiding? I have been hiding for... Randy paused while his old computer processors worked for an answer. 719 days. Oh my gosh, you've been behind that door for over two years? asked Emmeline. Yes, answered Randy. When I am behind the door, I do not get shot, so I stay behind the door. Ben and Emmeline sighed and looked at each other. They kind of felt bad for this old robot. You humans should not be here, said Randy. The evil robots will attack you. Well, we don't really want to be here, said Ben. Our ship crash-landed and it's all busted up. We came over here to find some parts to repair it. Do, do you know where we can find thruster coils? The faded lights in Randy's eyes flickered as he considered this question. I do. Ben and Emmeline waited for Randy to continue. Uh, okay, can you tell us where the thruster coils are? asked Ben. Yes answered Randy. Then he again went silent. The two kids waited for an answer as the dogs cautiously sniffed around Randy's metal legs. I think he's one of those old bots that you need to ask a very direct question, said Emmeline. Like, uh, Randy, where are the thruster coils? Thruster coils are hanging in bay 12, said Randy. Oh, I get it, said Ben. Let me try. Randy, go get four thruster coils, size 212, and bring them back here. I will be right back, buddy, said Randy. The kids watched as the old robot clanked across the big repair facility, picked their thruster coils off a hanging rack, and brought them back. Thruster coil, size 212, he said, holding out the parts. Ben opened up an empty tool bag laying on the ground and put the parts inside. Come here, doggy, said Randy, kneeling down to pet Barnaby and Roscoe. The two huge dogs were cautious. They had never been petted by a robot before. The only reason Randy even took notice of them was probably because he was originally programmed to be a farm bot, working on a farm with dogs and other animals. You're a good boy, aren't you? Are you my good sweet boy? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Randy said to the dogs as he gave them tummy rubs. Hearing a robot voice say something so specifically human was a little strange, but also endearing and maybe even kind of cute. Soon the dogs were leaning into Randy's scratches and pets, rolling onto their backs and enjoying his belly rubs. 
Okay, said Ben. This is a little weird. Yeah, said Emmeline. We really need to get out of here. Randy, will you help us find the other things we need? Ben asked Randy, who was literally rolling around on the ground now, cuddling with Barnaby and Roscoe. Yes, said Randy. Are there fuel cells and a, a mapping module here in this facility? asked Emmeline. Randy's eyes blinked for a couple seconds, and he replied, Yes. Are there bad robots in this facility? asked Ben. Yes, said Randy. Ben clutched his big wrench. Take us to the fuel cells, said Ben. Yes, we will go to the fuel cells, buddies, said Randy. Come along, my sweet doggies. Randy went to the door Ben had closed. Before he opened it, he turned back to Ben and Emmeline. There are bad robots near. We must be quiet. Ben and Emmeline nodded, and they crept further out into the facility in search of the fuel cells. The End Thanks for listening, friends. I would absolutely love to see your drawings of Randy the Robot. If you do draw one, please have your grown-up email them to me at kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.